from the American Tobacco Historic District in downtown Durham. This is Due South on WUNC. I'm Jeff Tabiri. Have you gotten your flu shot yet? How about your COVID booster? Have you heard about the new RSV vaccine for older adults? Respiratory virus season is upon us in the Carolinas. And here at Due South, we've got some questions about how to best protect ourselves and our families. You might have the same questions or some of the same ones as well. So here to fill us in is Dr. Cameron Wolf, an infectious disease expert at Duke University School of Medicine. Dr. Wolf is also a member of the Duke Human Vaccine Institute. Dr. Wolf, welcome to Due South. Hey, thanks so much, Jeff. It's a great pleasure to be here. I want to talk about how this virus season is shaping up thus far. We have the potential triple threat of flu, COVID-19, and RSV. What are you seeing now, and what do you anticipate could transpire this fall and winter? You know, we've been sort of talking about a triple threat for a couple of years now, I guess, haven't we, in terms of things that might, uh, those three viruses that might, might appear. And actually, for the last couple of years, it was really sort of purely covid Last year, maybe gave us our first heads up as to what to expect this year when we started seeing the co-circulation of all three of those viruses, although the timing was a bit unusual. This year, I think sort of my expectations and I think many's would be that it's going to revert back to perhaps a little more of a quote unquote normal season, which means, you know, influenza starts spiking locally here in sort of December, January and often pushes through sort of March. Um, we haven't seen a lot of flu so far, fortunately. Um, there's been a smattering of cases, but not many. Mm-hmm. We have, however, still seen, you know, a continued trickle of COVID cases, less than what we were seeing perhaps a month or two ago, but it's still very much here now. The South in general has actually had a an earlier than usual RSV mm. increase. The reasons for that I don't think are entirely clear right now, but we do okay. see those two viruses, the main thing at the moment. Okay. Uh, Centers for Disease Control and Prevention, CDC, recommends everyone six months and older stay up to date on their flu shot and COVID-19 vaccines. Uh, Any pushback there or are you in agreement with the CDC? No, I think that makes complete sense. One of the debates early on was how hard do you push? And I think certainly, you know, I am uh, I, I hold a more compelling argument with my older adults or immunosuppressed adults to make sure that they can particularly take notice of that. But, you know, everyone will gain some incremental benefit. And I think that's really the okay. gist behind that CDC recommendation. Okay. Let's uh, let's set aside COVID for the moment, talk about the flu shot. Tell us why we should get this flu shot, especially those of us uh, who are perhaps lucky enough, fortunate enough to otherwise be in good health. Yeah, I mean, I think there's a couple of motivating factors. Number one, this, this season predictably actually may be quite a good match. We look often to the Southern Hemisphere to sort of say, okay, what circulated there six months ahead of us and therefore how does that predict how our vaccine is going to match up Um, and actually it was really good in the southern hemisphere this year so i'm hopeful that that sort of translates to actually some pretty good protection i I think there's two reasons look people either can sort of fall to me in the camp of you're at a a high individual risk of of a troublesome outcome with flu maybe you have you know bad lung or heart disease maybe you've had uh you know immunosuppression or you're an older adult I think the other group is, frankly, people who either really want to be careful about not passing on flu to co-workers or high-risk family members or simply don't want it to interrupt their plans through the winter vacation. I'm, you know, a young and fit and healthy guy and for the most part, and yet I don't want to pass this to my patients. I don't want to interrupt my family's sort of Thanksgiving and Christmas plans right. for being out for four or five days with influenza. And so I think whilst my individual risk may be different, It doesn't take away from the fact that I can still gain a lot of benefits. 
Dr. Cameron Wolf here on Do South. He's an infectious disease expert at Duke University. We're chatting about flu season and inoculations. Real quick on the holiday timing of things. You mentioned Thanksgiving. We've, we've got Christmas in the queue. Hanukkah's coming up. Uh, I've got a birthday. I don't know if you knew that, but there are a lot of important things in the next couple of months. From a timing perspective, um, what what do you recommend, if anything, in terms of, of trying to tee this up in a way that makes sense as you think about yourself and your your loved ones? So it takes typically sort of we think of 10 to 14 days for, for any vaccine, particularly flu, to have its sort of biggest impact. And so I you know, usually try and recommend to people, look, if you've got some critical event like your birthday or Christmas, Hanukkah, what have you, like make sure you're doing it in, well in advance of that so you're actually getting some protection for the time that you need. Now is a really good time, sort of through November, if people hadn't already, in fact, been vaccinated. Getting a vaccine in ahead of any potential circulation makes sense. The current vaccines um, hold up and maintain their effect for, for many months and for the average person will get you well through a full season. So you, you really can't go too early, but recognising it takes a good few weeks for it to sort of get its full benefit. You don't expect the vaccine today to give you protection for someone who might sneeze on you in two days' time. There is, of course, a a, a large, growing, perhaps, discontent and uh, dissent when it comes to vaccinations, inoculations. Uh, I don't want to relitigate all of that right now, but I am interested for you as an infectious disease uh, doctor, I'm going to use the word expert here. I mean, this is your this is your path. When you cross paths with a, an anti-vaxxer or somebody who has uh, some argument for you or says, no, I'm, I'm not going to get the flu vaccine, what is your simple message for them? You got to approach people and where they're coming from. And so, you know, first question I would always ask is to try and understand why uh, they why that position is strongly held for them. You know, have they had a vaccine in the past and felt they got sick from it? Was that because we vaccinated them too late and they got actual real flu as a result? That was a common issue to five, 10 years ago. Well, you know, have they heard mixed messages um, through the media over the duration of COVID that sort of distorted their view of the accuracy of how these vaccines work? I think there is a reality that COVID gave us often confusing messages in terms of how frequently and how many vaccines we would need and which ones were better and what have you. And that's part of a pandemic that we sort of have to work our way through. The future here is actually a little brighter because I think there's a lot of good work being done now to combine some of these viruses to single vaccines. So, for example, a couple of years down the road, we may actually be in a position where I can give you like your one respiratory viral vaccine ahead of mm. the winter, and that'll cover flu, COVID, and potentially RSV. And that would certainly not only make it easier for patients, but surely make it logistically easier for healthcare systems. Very interesting. Dr. Cameron Wolf is an infectious disease expert at Duke University School of Medicine, and he has been our guest here on Do South. Dr. Wolf, thank you. Hey, thanks so much, Jeff. I really appreciate the chance. I'm Jeff Tabiri. Do South continues in a moment. 